We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. And now we're recording twice. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Nada Grande Outdoors, the live version here with Matt Flott. Hey, thanks, Rodney. Um, Hunter's education instructor. Yes, sir. Um, long time Otero County resident? Long time. Moved down here from Wyoming when I was young, young. Right, right. And your dad's a pretty prominent figure in, in town. He is. I've, I've known him as long as I've known Gordo. Yeah, pretty much. So, and I've been here my whole life. Most people know Pop. <laughs> yep, most people know Pop. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Um, we're going to talk about... Hunter's Education today. Um, before we do that, I want to welcome everybody that's following us live and all those that listen to the podcast um, and go over a couple of things we got coming up. So coming up, we have, see next, I think we have Magdalena's deer hunt. Uh, following that, we have our Hunt It Forward hunt, which is our big event of the year. Uh, really looking forward to that. Um, got some more uh, Texas stuff coming up, some trapping. Um, what else we got? Some barbary hunting, um, some stuff like that. How was uh, your hunting season this year? You know, it was pretty slim, actually, Rod. I uh, Man, I'm looking at myself in that camera, dude. <laughs> you know, they say they say the camera adds 10 pounds There's to you. There's only one camera on you, dude. You I, got nothing. <laughs> I, I think it actually adds about 40 pounds to you. Right, Either right. that or I'm just getting older and fatter. Right. But, uh, no. Yeah, the, the hunts were pretty slim this year. I drew out for the uh, first archery season in Unit 37 uh, oh, nice. for elk. Yeah, good hunt. Prime hunt to draw. Yes. And, unfortunately, I was only able to go three days because of work and oh. then headed up to Minnesota for a trip that we have had planned since the spring, early spring, with my father-in-law and, mm-hmm. and brother-in-law and yeah. uh, cousin-in-law, I guess it would be. We went up to the Boundary Waters just south of the Canadian border and canoed and fished for days. Please. It was absolutely go. phenomenal. There you go. Me and Kyle took a trip not too long ago. Um, so two things to spur off that. So first, me and Kyle took a trip to um, Idaho here last, I think it was last April. And oh man, we did we did some canoeing or not canoeing, kayaking, mm-hmm. some fishing. Um, we saw so many bighorn sheep. You know, from being down in this country, it's that's rare. Yeah. You know, even though we've got them right here in the mountains now, um, it's still rare. And we saw a lot up there. It was really cool, really neat, a um, lot of fun. Um, and then a few years back, man, I don't know what that's been. Maybe three or four years back, we hunted that thirty-seven archery hunt. We had the second hunt. Such a cool hunt, dude. It's um, it's a uh, it's definitely it's, it made me sick when uh, I it, it was actually my second choice. Yeah. Okay. So I drew that hunt as my second choice, uh, and it kind of made me sick when I drew it because knowing that I, I was going to have to leave it behind most of it behind to go to yeah. Minnesota, but right. uh, the Minnesota trip was a chance of a lifetime. Right. And yeah. now we're going back again next fall, so it's not not go. one lifetime. We're going to go again. So yeah. it was that yeah. awesome. Some so. sometimes fishing will get in the way of hunting. Yeah. Uh, me and me and Didon had a, a unit fifty two rifle deer hunt. Not it's it's not some 
great big fancy it's not a prime hunt like 37 is uh, but it's a good hunt it's a rifle hunt for deer you know uh, and we weren't seeing a whole lot of deer but the fishing on the Rio de los Peños running through unit 52 is amazing wow. and we spent a lot of our deer hunt fishing <laughs> but we were catching a lot of fish That's, and not seeing any deer of yeah. course there's those that say we weren't seeing many deer because we were spending a lot of time fishing, fishing. but you're outdoors. Yep, what absolutely. You, That's the you, best place to be. Um, um, Kyle was successful on that 37 hunt. Uh, me and Dedon were not, but we get to hunt 10 days. We get to camp and hunt for 10 days. Um, that's a cool hunt. It yeah. is a cool hunt. So, so that's good that you got that opportunity. Um, speaking of hunts, so Nada Grande was um, gifted the opportunity to give away a three-day barbary hunt. Going to be in Unit 32, uh, and we're going to make it pretty easy um, to win. So um, sometime tonight or tomorrow, we're going to put a post on our Instagram and our Facebook page um, with the details of how to win this opportunity to go hunting um, Barbary in Unit 32 here in New Mexico. So what we're going to want you to do is, is, a, is a couple of things. So number one, to earn one entry and to get your name in the hat one time, what we want you to do is just go to the post, either on Facebook or on Instagram, whichever one you want. And we want you to tag three friends on the post and share the post. You do that, and your name's going to be in the hat to be drawn for this Barbary hunt. If you want to add two more slips of paper in the hat with your name on it, then we want you to go to... Whatever podcast listening app you have, if you listen to it on Stitcher or uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever, go to our podcast page, the Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. We want you to rate our podcast. You don't have to rate it five stars. Rate it what you think it's worth. Um, but rate the podcast and write a review. When you write the review, leave your your handle, your Instagram handle or your Facebook handle, whichever it is, just so we know who it is, leave your name in there so that we know that you've done that, and then we'll drop your name in the hat two more times. So you have a total of three chances in the hat if you do both of those things. So just to repeat, go to the post. We'll have it up sometime tomorrow. Tag three friends. Share the post. That's going to get your name in the hat once. Go to... The podcast page, Not a Grande Outdoors, whichever one you listen to it on, uh, rate us, review the podcast, and leave your name, uh, your handle, your Instagram handle or Facebook handle in the review so we know who it is, and then you'll get your name in the hat two more times. Um, we'll have some more information on when we're going to draw the winner. The hunt is January twenty. 5th and 26th, I believe, and 27th, so that, that Saturday, Sunday, Monday combo. Um, 
I know it's after the 23rd, so I think it's the 25th, 26th, 27th is that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, so we'll have more details on the post tomorrow, but that's what we're going to require you to do to win this Barbary hunt. So that should be a cool deal. That, so, that's awesome. Right. That pay it forward deal, that whole yes. thing you guys do. Yes. And, and, you know, yes. everything about what you guys do, it's, it's, just, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I mean, there truly is no selfless good deed. Yeah. Man, I have so much fun doing Hunt It Forward. Uh, the people that we work with, the people that we've mentored on these hunting trips. Um, our first group, the first two ladies that we took hunting last year, we really thought that they were they, they set the bar so high because they were they were just troopers. They were so awesome. Yeah. Um, and we've got two more great participants this year, um, Ryan and Shay. Uh, very excited to have them this year. They're going to be great. Um, they're going to have a great opportunity to go hunt antelope. Uh, doe antelope it's a great first hunt um you know here in a couple weeks looking looking forward to it man but it i get so much joy out of it that i can hardly call it doing a good deed yeah because <laughs> you know, it is so cool to do which is a lot like what you do right um yeah, yep. hunter's education i mean it's 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 the same thing you're just mentoring the youth exactly yeah and adults right yeah yeah um that's that that's that's a good point fair point i've been in your class at least three times (laughs) (laughs) running all the kids through i've got i've got parents that have sat through the our hunter education courses like like you three uh uh, i think i guess three is the most we've had but uh running different kids through but who was who was who did you take hunter safety here I did. I, I did. I took hunter's it. education, not hunter safety. You, well, back then it was, it was hunter, hunter safety. safety. You know, back back in the day it was called hunter safety. I took hunter safety the first time. I was probably nine years old, and that's when they used to do it uh, out off North Florida, mm-hmm. out at the old range there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I took it. I couldn't even tell you to this day who my instructor was or anything. Oh, really? But but uh, I, there were several of them, and you know they were older gentlemen that, that yeah. uh, you know had just done it to put in time i did it with um Dutzel was my instructor okay and i know so many people that went to almost everybody i don't know that any of anybody that have, that has given me a different name my age of course you know uh around then my age older younger that didn't say it was do tool. I'm, nobody's ever given me another name. I think you might be the first person that said you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I just and it's just been so long. I can't recall. Right? So, um, but but dude, soul. I mean, he did he did mine. He did all of my fam, all of the rest of my family. It was it was all dude soul, you know. Um, but all of the kids that I know around here that have went through hunter safety, Matt Flop. Yeah, it's uh, you know we've taught. So my daughter Kaylee and I uh, were both certified instructors, mm-hmm. and then uh, of course my wife Molly helps out. Um, our sons, Case and Cameron, my stepsons Jade and Justin. Whenever they're around, you know they also step in and, and help out if they can. But uh, you know the core of it is Kaylee and I, and and we've been instructors for, gosh, I want to say eleven years now. Mm-hmm. Eleven years we've been doing it. So I remember. When I took my son, my oldest son, Russell, um, when I took him, we did it. We, 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 the hunter safety class or hunter's education class was at the um, fire station over there on Old El Paso behind Roy's Welding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he was probably nine. Really? So he's 22 now. Yeah. 
So, and I, I don't know if that was one of your first courses, but I know that you were helping okay. another instructor. Act, actually, time. yeah. So Kate, that is when, that is when my daughter Kaylee Kaysen and my youngest son Cameron, that's when they went through Hunter Ed. Oh, nice. Um, Jennifer, uh, gosh, her last name slipped my mind now. Uh, but Jennifer was teaching the class and she talked me into being an instructor yes. and, uh, and everything. And so she had me get up and speak on some things just because of my law enforcement background. And then the reason I kind of got into hunter education to make a difference, you know, due to my injury and stuff. So, um, but to, yeah, that was, that was when my kids went through hunter education yep. at that fire yep. station. Yep. And I remember that instructor. So there was another guest instructor there and I believe he was from Crucis. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, I remember at least 397 times he said the most important thing keep your booger booger picking finger off the trigger yeah yeah Yeah. my boy on his first hunt we'd walking through we'd walking through the dang forest and and that's what he kept saying keep your booger picking finger off the trigger (laughs) hey whatever makes him remember it you know it it works right (laughs) it works yeah and you know and then um you know my daughter went through your course and that was probably one of the funniest things that I ever, ever watched, um, was her doing the proficiencies. So the night before the proficiencies, you know, we sat through the class and then the, that night me and her studied and we didn't study the book that much. Um, I was pretty confident that she would handle the book just fine. Um, but we studied the proficiencies quite a lot and so basically what I did is I drilled her and I made her but rather than just mating you know because what what you're practicing is is um you know like all your shooting positions your carry positions and stuff like that and you have to do everything you know all of the little steps are important so what I made her do was say it as she was doing it so set your gun down, butt first, barrel second, um, you know, kneel down, left, right hand, right hand below the trigger, left hand on the stock. I made her say all of these things, mm-hmm. right? And so she practiced it over and over and over, saying every step that she's taking along the way. So then we get into the proficiencies, and lo and behold, they were doing two at a time. Right. And so, and, and, um, <clears throat> a gentleman that was hopefully going to be on the podcast but decided not to be uh, was was one of the in, helper instructors. Um, uh, names popping out of yeah. your head. This is, what's his name? Jason Klein. Jason Klein. Thank right. you. Um, he was he was doing her proficiencies, and he got to giggling so hard. I don't know that he could even watch. Yeah. But so Maggie walked walked up, and there was another little girl beside her. And she's um, going through her proficiencies. And just like practice, she was talking through the whole thing. And the other girl was just looking at her like, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) I I remember Jason telling me about that. And by the end, the other girl 
would repeat everything that Maggie said. It was, and I was sitting there going, oh man, I am such a bad dad. <laughs> I mean, she passed. It worked. But it confused that other girl, and I felt really bad for her because I didn't know they were going to be going through them side by side. Yeah. Well, it made her remember. You know, that's she what's did. important. Hey, it's whatever it takes. She did. So, so it, was, it was a lot of fun. So I enjoyed that. Um, so, tell us about, so tell us about some of the changes over, over, um, kind of the life of Hunter's education. Cause I know like when I start, when I took Hunter's education, we had an entire field program that like I, we took it out at the army armory over there on, on South Florida. Right. And we had a whole field course that we had to go through. Right. And, and so did I. And, and a lot of that has kind of gone away. Um, it has. And I think mainly the changes Rodney have been in the interest of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think back when I took it, I want to say it was from 5 till 9 p.m., Monday through Friday. Yes. And then all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Yes. And uh, if I recall that correctly. Um, and, and I think in the interest of time, because it's just, you know, it's, it's hard to get kids. You know, they've got, especially these days, homework yeah. and different things. It's hard to get to, get, to dedicate that time. You know, even though it's very important, mm-hmm. it's just hard to dedicate that much time to a program. And I think they were able to – and all this, you know, comes down from the International Hunter, Hunter Education Association also. Um, you know, ideas and, and benefits of, you know, do this, do that, and then the states can do what they want, you know, from there. But uh, I think most of that came down to a time issue, gotcha. you know, yeah. going from the long week and, and then all weekend – you know, to just being able to line it up to a weekend and, uh, you know, and, and now online. Right. You know. Yeah. And they're, they're, you know, and that's, you know, that's, that's another thing, you know, now we've got stuff like the online program. So, um, be- before we get into that online, online program though, since we are online, if you guys have questions for Matt or me or anything, if you notice Kyle's not here, but he is on the phone so if you have questions he can answer them he is also hunter's ed instructor um and matt has got his phone sitting right there love technology um and i think he can see some questions too so if you got questions if you're following you got some questions you want to ask some questions um got questions about the barbary hunt questions about hunter's education drop us a line we're right here guys um so yeah so online um there's there's some is that doing what the state wants it to do? I mean, is that is that getting the job done? Is it online is it hunter education? Meeting the goal of, of what first? What is their intended goal with having online education? You know, I again convenience. Mm-hmm. You know, we're technology ridden. You know, yeah, here we and technology driven as as we are here, and. Okay, so I, I fully support the Hunter Education Program, everything it stands for, what it does. Um, I, my personal belief is that online Hunter Education should be for adults only. Yeah. That's, that's just my opinion. Um, and uh, I, I truly, when people call, and, you know, I get calls throughout the year. I mean, we do all our classes in the spring, bam, 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 before the draws, because that's when the demand is the highest. And when people call and ask about the online, I'm like, you know, absolutely. You know, it's available out there. Do I recommend it? No. You know, if, if it's, if it's a youth. Yeah. And, uh, 
So I, I really wish they would have considered a little more, you know, before they, before they bit that off and, and allowed it. Because um, I'm just afraid, you remember back it, the, the, in the old Hunter Education Manuals, um, and you, like, like you said, you sat through my classes, mm-hmm. and I would start off my class by, you know, showing on this inside front cover, they would have all the hunting incidents yeah. by year. And once Hunter Education started, you, you know, you saw that decline. And um, and I'm just afraid we're going to see hunting accidents increase. Yeah, due to I, online. I, it's just a personal opinion. I've got the, I've got the same opinion. So, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let me retract that. I don't know that I have the same opinion. <laughs> I think it might actually benefit kids better than adults. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so much to learn. You know, like so the mentor youth program. I love the mentor you good program. I think that it has potential to, but I think that, and I don't know what, what happens after the mentor youth program. So you do the mentor youth program. Do you then have to take hunters? Ed? You do. You yes, can do, you perfect. can do two consecutive seasons of mm-hmm. hunting. Yeah. You can do two consecutive seasons in the mentored youth program. And then from there, you have to take hunter education if yeah. you wish to continue to hunt. Yeah. Um, and they did make some changes when they first did the mentored youth program. Mm-hmm. It was open to any species. Yeah. And there was a huge number of kids and yeah. th- th- that, that started getting into hunting. Um, the problem was it was too many and there were a lot of, because they hadn't gone through hunter education, we, there were a lot of wounded animals, you know, the, everything that can kind of yeah. go wrong. And, That's uh, the adult aspect. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so now they've cut that back to where um, there's only, the, the, for mentored youth hunting, you have to be 10 plus now. Yep. Because before there was no age limit, like yep. there's no age limit for hunter education, which that's another subject we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only species you can hunt under the mentored youth program now are deer, javelina, turkey, and your small game. Yeah. So. Yeah. But Yeah, and, and that's, I, you know, that's good. I mean, I. To me, having two years out in the field uh, with an adult, you know, because they have to be, they have to have an adult out there with them. Um, I like that. I think, I think it's good. It's experience, and it gives them a little bit. Like when Maggie went through it, she's from a hardcore hunting family. Right. Um, you know, everybody in my family hunts. I do this podcast, heavy into hunting, um, study all kinds of aspects of hunting. So she has a, a, a lot of exposure to it. So I wasn't worried about just putting her in hunter safety, putting her in hunter's education, getting it over with, and let's go hunting. Right. Um, plus, I you know have access to some opportunities for more species than just deer. So it was important for you know it worked out for me. Right. But there, not everybody has that that um, that exposure, and so uh, I like it that you can mentor somebody for a couple of years get them used to everything and then put them through hunter's education. Um, I don't mind the species restriction restrictions at all. Um, the age restriction, I'm not, I'm not too keen on what that, um, accomplishes, you know, maybe reduces the number of people going, but yeah. And I, and I'm not, you know, I think probably it was the, shot placement safety kind of thing that yeah. they haven't been through hunter education yet. Yeah. So let's make them be at least 10 years old. But sure. I, I, I promise you my kids at 10 years old can handle a gun better than some adults I know. Yep. Uh, and, 
you know, it, it, uh, yeah, the age, the age things I've got mixed feelings about the age things on yeah. mentored youth and on, uh, and on the regular hunter education courses. What, what age do you recommend for hunters education? You know, my first, so we've taught, uh, we, we kind of added it up in our heads this year after we finished our classes and in the, in the 11 years we've been teaching now, we figure that we, we crossed over the thousand student mark. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. pretty, pretty impressive, right. pretty impressive. We've, uh, we've taught a lot of, a lot of adults and, and youth in this state and we've had people come. Well, we've had people come obviously out of state that mm-hmm. were applying for in-state hunts, but we've had adults and kids. I mean, we've had 70 year olds in our class that had drawn a, you know, a range hunt and needed hunter education. Uh, the youngest, we actually had our youngest student this year, um, at six years old and I, Man, I was really leery. Um, he passed, did well, he passed. But uh, we, we've kind of narrowed it down to where if they're eight years old, they're going to be able to sit through class and pay it to, as long as they pay attention, you know. And, you know, their parent has to be there with them at that age. And as long as the parent can keep their attention span, you know, in, in line. And, and we try to make it as fun as we can, you yeah. know, interactive and, and everything. And, uh, you know, eight years old is a good age to start at Hunter Education. Yeah, that's if, what Maggie was, was eight. Yeah. Jackson, if, and, and I don't have the experience that you have, so, you know, take my opinion with a grain of salt. Um, kind of got to know your kid. Maggie, I had no worries when she went through at eight. Jackson, uh, he's going to go through at about nine, maybe ten. We'll see. You know, kind of got to gauge your kid, know your kid. Um you know, in my experience, girls tend to start faster, uh, start better, um, you know, a little bit more level-headed at that age maybe. Exactly. Or maybe it's just mine. Um, but, yeah, Jackson, I, I, he's going to be 9 or 10. Maggie was 8. She's got her first you – know, we took her turkey hunting last year. Um, and she's got her first big game hunt. Well, I guess turkey's a big game technically. But um, she's got her deer hunt this year. Um, so – I think I was nine or ten, something like that, when I went through it. But seems like a good, a good age, you know. Should be able to read proficiently yep. and stuff like that. And then, like you said, the big part is paying attention. Yep. You know, I don't think Maggie looked away. She 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 focused on hunter's education just like she focuses on shooting. You see her shoot; it's hilarious. <laughs> she gets down on her gun, and she's like, line up the. She talks to herself, just like when I was teaching her, line up your crosshairs, don't touch the trigger. Line up your crosshairs, get ready, breathe, breathe, don't touch the trigger, don't touch the trigger, don't touch the trigger. Squeeze. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it is so good. That's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a trip to watch. That's but awesome. Yeah. Jackson, it's blam! <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Hey, and Kyle chimed in here for those that aren't uh, following on Facebook, so they can't see this. So I'll just put out there for the, those listening on the regular podcast, the uh, talking about the species restriction um, was was uh, needed on several levels and on the um, mentored youth program. And he said one of the reasons that the age restriction came in because 
people were obviously trying to take advantage of the situation and putting five-year-olds in for hunts. Yeah. When you know darn Daddies. good and well, a five-year-old, five-year-old, I'm sorry, even my kids, I love them to death and they're yeah. great shots, great hunters, but there's no way in the world at five years old they would have been out in the field. Well, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take that back. They were in the – my daughter was two and a half when I shot my first bull. Yeah. Um, but as far as taking a five-year-old hunting, there is no way yeah. in heck you know, they would have ever had a gun in a hunting situation. No, no. They shot, but there's no way. I mean, Maggie, she's 10 now and she's, she's not a little girl, but she's not, she's not big either. But just a six, five Creedmoor is a tough gun for her to shoot. It it kicked her pretty good and it made her leery of shooting. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know, um, so let's talk about a couple others. So we've touched on mentored youth. Um, there's hunters education camps, but there's there's not very many of them. There's not, and you know I think the big thing we get the emails all the time. Uh, Jennifer Morgan and and the girls up there at the hunter education office they do a stand up job um, for the hunter education program mm-hmm. for the state of New Mexico. Um, those girls up there at Game and Fish just do a phenomenal job, and uh, you know they send out emails saying, "Hey, we're having this camp. You know, we really need volunteers. We need people to participate." Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just hard getting it's hard getting the hunter education instructors there to vol. I think if I think if most of us didn't have jobs and the travel wasn't so far, mm-hmm. we could do a lot more of those camps. I've never been able yeah. to do one at all, and they had one here locally here last year. And I really wanted to do it, but it just didn't work out timing wise. Yeah, well, that's a big that's a big part of it is is your hunters education instructors are volunteer, right? Yeah, you know, and so. and you know I I got some I talked to Jennifer today on the phone and and uh, so when when we talk about some other points here that uh, we're going to go over, but uh, the uh, there's 550 hunter education instructors approximately in the state of New Mexico. Wow. That in- <coughs> excuse me that includes. The, there's approximately 50 game wardens mm-hmm. that are instructors also. But there's – so right at 500 volunteer hunter education instructors wow. in this state. That was a shocking number to me. That is. Yeah, that is. I was I was shocked. That is. How many courses are taught? Do you know how many courses they teach a year? You know, I really don't. How many do you do? We average three per year. Three per year? Yeah, there's years that we've done four. There's years that we've done two. But we average three per year. Nice. So Very nice. So – and you do pretty much the instructor-led – hunters education courses we do yep that and, that is all we do so and there's there's the two-day courses and then there's the field day and and then you either one of those can be mixed in with with the live fire so since you pr- predominantly do the two-day courses kind of walk us through you know what that entails what's the most important factors and and, and you know just what are you what are you teaching well you know it uh <laughs> And, and so this is the brand-new Hunter Education Manual. It literally just came out last week. Oh, nice. They sent them out. So they have, they have streamlined this even more now to make it. In, in the old Hunter Education Manuals, there were things, you know, we, when they're in class, we can't. There's a, there's a, there was a uh, uh, chapter on hunting, you know, and, and how to hunt and different things. And that's, that's nothing I can teach you in two days. Yeah. In a class, no. that's something you're going to learn from your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your grandma, years whoever's taking you hunting, your mentor. You know, um, I've you know single moms. I've had calls say, "Hey, my kid drew out. Can you take him hunting? I'll take him hunting." You know, but that's nothing you can teach in hunter education. Yeah, 
you can't teach hunting skills and no. hunter education. Um, and and uh, so basically what it is is they get the manual, and I highly recommend also, you know, you can do the manual online. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend that for kids under, you know, 14 or 15. Yeah. Get this paper manual when you, you know, wherever you take your hunter education course, get the paper manual and, uh, and fill it out. You'll, you, there's homework in the back, and uh, you fill this homework out. Prior to class, you have to have that done prior to mm-hmm. showing up for class the first day. And then that, that shows us as soon as they come into class, Kaylee, my daughter, she grades these and, you know, corrects their wrong answers and hands them back so they know what they missed mm-hmm. in, that, in their pre-study course. And uh, then basically we just cover the book and, you know, go through the book and hit. There are certain things that, you know, we really, really concentrate on big time. Yeah. Um, and then there's things that we hit the high points Mm -hmm. and the high points only is like for the bow bow hunting section, for instance, you know, on the bow hunting chapter, it covers a lot of material, but I can't, I, I can't justify taking up class time to go over the bow hunting chapter really well when they already offer a bow hunter, bow hunter education course. If you want to learn that there, I would rather teach them. You know, we would our our focus would be to get them through regular hunter education, yeah. and and absorb more of that rather than concentrate a lot of time on bow hunter, you know, chapter. Gotcha. If you had like two or three main points that you're teaching in hunters education, what is it? Uh, I, the history of hunting, mm-hmm. you know, and why we're here. Gotcha. Um, obviously, safety is the number one. You know, gotcha. safety is absolutely the number one. But when they come to our class, they're going to learn the history of hunting, how it came about. Um, they're going to they're going to learn about hunters. They're going to learn about anti-hunters, mm-hmm. and they're going to learn about non-hunters, and what we need to do as hunters to protect ourselves and protect this heritage that we love, mm-hmm. uh, because that's important. We we we're stepping on our faces, you know, all the time, mm-hmm. making mistakes, um, you know, as hunters ourselves. Uh, well, I don't know. Did you see Billy Corliss's post the other day? I did not. Okay. So he's, he's somebody that yeah. Rodney and I both know. And, yeah. and, uh, Billy's over in unit 51 hunting elk right now, or was, and, uh, one of his brother or brother-in-law, somebody filled out, uh, filled out their tag mm-hmm. and they hooked it back to their truck at the, where the trailhead was. Well, in the rush of everything, Billy inadvertently left his pack at the trailhead. And this is deep in the, deep in the woods. I mean, mm-hmm. so it wasn't, you know, like off highway 82 where somebody driving by could see this and, uh, inadvertently left his pack. They went back a short while later, pack was gone. Ugh. You know, everything was in his pack, his hunting license. He was hunting, he drew out. So his license, his tag, his carcass tag, everything was in that pack. You would think if we want to preserve this as hunters, you know, if I come across that, if you come across mm-hmm. that, we're going to find that license and we're going to get on social media and find and find that person, you know, yeah. and say, hey, man, we've got your pack. Yeah. Nada. Not nothing. <sighs> you know, ethics. So, yeah, ethics. Big right time. There. Big time. Yeah. Big time. So, yeah, you know, obviously safety, but uh, we, we you know, we want them to understand why they can hunt you know hunting is a privilege it's not a right you know and that's that's a big thing that people think it's a right it's it's not a right you know it's a privilege and uh, it can be taken away from Mm -hmm. us and if we're not careful that is going to be taken away from us yeah yeah there's 
you know, I think I've probably said this a thousand times on this podcast. Um, I thought I knew a lot about hunting. I didn't think I knew it all, but I thought that I knew a lot about hunting until I started this podcast with Kyle. When me and Kyle started this podcast and we started researching stuff and, and talking about all of this stuff. And when you're talking about it, you know, you can't just, we, we don't just sit down here and start spilling our, you know, we're not bucket mouths, just opening our mouth and whatever comes out, we believe. Sure. We research a lot of stuff and oh man, I did not know near as much as I thought I knew. Yeah. Holy crap. And, and e- even after being through Hunter's education three times, <laughs> um, there's so much that you learn when you immerse yourself in it, you know, when you're really deep in it. Um, and there's so little, there's so much information that's vital in hunter's education, I believe, but such a small part of, of hunting. It takes a lifetime. Oh, I mean, it takes a lifetime. Hunting is not, it's not a hobby. No, it it is. It is a lifetime to learn the skills for sure. Yep. Um, you know, and then when you turn to teaching it, you learn, you know, like with our, our uh, Hunt at Ford candidates that we're mentoring, and I learned so much from teaching them that I'm, I'm learning as much as them. It's crazy. It, 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 yeah. it is real crazy. Um, so hunter, hunting numbers are on a decline. Uh, that's that's a, a nationwide trend. So I think that there was uh, – I tried real hard to find – account on how many people took hunter's education in a given year and i couldn't find anything on it um but i did find some reports on just general hunting numbers and and i found this report and i'll i'll put it in the show notes on the podcast but i found this report um that you know kind of detailed and i mean detailed hunting numbers um you know from its peak uh, back in the 80s where we had 28 million hunters across the country to 2016, which is the last number they had, um, where we had 11.5 million. Yeah, I was going to say the last, st- the last number I saw was 12 million. Yeah, that's a steep decline. Yeah. Um, now, there was, some, there was some more peaks and valleys, but it's pretty much a decline. Um, do you see that in your courses? You know, I, I don't see them in my courses, and that's an interesting question because I asked Jennifer that uh, that today on the phone. I said, you know, I, w- I want to be able to, you know, throw some numbers out there. And, you know, have we seen a decline in hunter education um, numbers? And so in, okay, for, for 2019, these are the numbers up through today. There is one mm-hmm. more course that is scheduled uh, in a week or two. But so for 2019, where we're at right now in the state of New Mexico is 3,510 students that took the course and passed this year, 3,500. In 2005, she went back, she dug way back. In 2005, there were 3,800. So 300 less than in 2005. That's about 10%. Yeah, but it's leveled off. She, she she said, you know, it's been and it's jumped up to 4,500 at its highest, you know, yeah. in the last 10 years. But <clears throat> right around the 3,500, 3,600 mark is is where we've stayed steady. Okay. She she really, you know, didn't didn't see that 
a, uh, a formidable yeah. decline yeah. in the numbers. No, that's that's not. You in, know, in that yeah. in that what did you say? Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Fourteen years. Yeah. Three hundred people. I mean, that's that's not a lot. Yeah. You know, so that's not bad. So New Mexico, you know, at least we're sending people through Hunter's education at a pretty steady clip. Um, so what about the demographics of the class? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that you see mostly kids. Mostly kids. Yeah, we've uh, – so we – I think the lowest number of kids we've ever uh, – students we've ever had in a class is 18. Mm-hmm. Um, but our average class size is around 24, 25. Mm-hmm. One time we, we, we there was such a demand that we, we – one year, I want to say oh, – Kaylee could probably tell me because she – this is the one that keeps all the books, but uh, probably our second, maybe third year teaching, we decided because there was such a demand as if they'd fill up yeah. like that. I mean, it's astronomical how quick our classes fill up, but uh, we we accepted 30. Nice. <laughs> and I think we did three classes that year, and uh, and it was too much. Yeah. It, it was just, it was, by the time you teach them all the practicals and everything, all the hands-on, that was too many. Um, so if, if we keep, we keep it under 25 now, yeah. 25 and under. Um, but, uh, yeah, demographics wise, we've had classes, you know, if you take a class, let's just say each of our classes forever has been 20 out of those 20 students average, I would say two would be adults and 18 youth. Yeah. I'm d- doing some, doing some quick math in my head. Um, what you said, 3,500. Uh, right around there, right around t- this year, 2019. Yes, yep. 3,500, and we've got 500 instructors. That's about seven per class. Somebody's not doing their job. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's the thing. They, you know, I've got I've got friends who are quote unquote instructors, but they've you know have never held a class since they got certified. So yeah, you've you've got those numbers yeah. to deal with. I I don't know how many actively you know do classes. You can pretty much tell though come. You know, springtime, that's when the big demand is on yeah. the courses. And if you go to the Game and Fish website and click on Hunter Education and it shows mm-hmm. by county where all the classes are, yeah. you know, you can see, I mean, generally there's only one, maybe two scheduled per yeah. county at a yeah. time. Me and uh, <clears throat> so me and my wife are going to get certified to be Hunter's Education instructors. Um, I'm going to lean on you pretty heavily for that. You bet. Um, and Klein as well. Um, but the, one of the main reasons that we're doing it is is because I want to um, I want to be able to help Kyle. You know, we're talking about doing some camps um, and stuff like that, and and we're also talking about next year we want our hunt it forward participants to go through hunters education, and who better to do it than their mentors? Absolutely. So. So we think that that'll be a really good deal for us to be able to do is to put them right through Hunter's education um, ourselves. And, um, you know, maybe it'll, you know, if we can get this thing rolling and get enough people, you know, maybe we can have a whole class and, and you know, maybe top two in the class are the ones that get to go or something like that. Sure. You know, uh, who knows? We've we got a long time before we before we get to that. But but that's why, you know, we're, we're going to go through. But there are other benefits um, to being a hunter's education instructor. Um, a lot of places offer some pretty good discounts. So, you know, that's cool. Um, but I, 
I'm, I'm a big fan of, of everybody going through hunter's education. Um, I know that I've learned a lot. Every time I, I go to the course, I learn something new. Um, but what um, they, you, you talked a minute, a minute ago about the bow hunter's education. Right. Um, I never even knew that there was a bow hunter's education deal. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I read on the website is if a youth it wants to go archery hunting, they don't have to have hunter's education. They do not. Right. Why is that? Do you know? You know, I'm really not sure because it's still a deadly weapon. I promise right? you. You shoot me right. with a you shoot me with a broadhead, I'm going to die just as bad as I'm going to. I'm not going to be any more dead from a 300 wind mag right. than I am a broadhead. Right. And, and to loop back around to something that you said earlier, one of the important things that you talk about in hunter's education is the history of hunting. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with a rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because we didn't start with right. rifles. Exactly. Started with rocks. <laughs> right. So, so um, yeah, I, I'm interested to know why. Maybe Kyle, Kyle, if you're listening, why is that, dude? Come on. <laughs> hey, we've uh, got, yeah, Kyle, we got a, uh, we got a question here. Jerry's wondering if uh, if I would suggest a two year mentoring before hunter safety, hunter education. Um, good question, Jerry. I, I guess my answer is going to be it's age dependent. Uh, you know, if the mentoring program, like we talked earlier, it's awesome if you have someone that you don't know is going to enjoy hunting. You know yeah. that that's where to me, as a parent, if 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 I wasn't raised. Uh, hunting and you would be shocked how many people we have come to our class that their mom and dad have never hunted and they're bringing their kids through hunter education i love that right i eat right? that up yeah i am all about that yeah but uh you know so the mentoring the the mentoring that's where i think the mentoring is great because if you're not sure if your kid's gonna love hunting maybe you've never been hunting you know a military member let's say a military guy gets stationed here one of his buddies is a avid hunter and he's got a seven-year-old, but he's not sure if he's never hunted. So he's not sure if his seven-year-old would like hunting. So he asks his buddy, hey, will you take us out? So dad and, you know, son do the mentoring deal. And, you know, his buddy takes him out hunting. And, you know, they're successful, they're unsuccessful, whatever the case may be. They can determine, though, at that point, well, this is not for us. Yeah. You know, great. They didn't waste two days in a hunter education class taking up a spot that somebody that wanted hunter education could have been in. Because uh, it makes me sick when we have to turn away students. Yeah. Our, our, in our classes, feel so quick, we do that. And um, I, I, I hate it. Uh, but, um, you know, that's where I think the mentoring really shines. But if you know you have a child, if you're a hunter and you're like, yeah, you know, I know my kid's going to be a hunter. He's been out in the woods with me. He or she's been out in the woods with me, you know, since they were two. You know, I'm, I'm, my suggestion is just go ahead and go through the course. Get yeah. it over with, yeah. you know. Um, so... So I hope that kind of answered your question, Jerry. I, uh, you know, it, it is a good program and, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, if you're uncertain, you know, take them out that two years without doing hunter education. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, what it's there for. Even if it's just one year, you know, one hunt. Right. Yeah. And, you know? and see, I don't know anybody actually that's done the two year, mm-hmm. everybody that's come to my class and I, cause we ask, you know, has anybody in here done the, uh, mentored youth and the ones that do, yeah, we did it last year. Yeah. Not two years. You yeah, know, it's, we year. did it last year. We're here now because, you know, so 
Yeah. It's got, yeah, I mean, I say I got the same. I got another daughter that I want to take hunting, but we haven't been able to just get together on hunter's education. Um, and, and so that's what I'm thinking next year is if we can't, if we can't make it happen, if we can't just get together and, and, and get her through hunter's education, uh, be it the online course or, or regular hunter's education, because I'd prefer to do that than, than, than the online course, then I might, I might just take her hunting next year under the mentor view. Yep. Um, and then, you know, because like with Maggie, Maggie was, now, take me, <laughs> you know? So right. there was just, there, like you said, there was no question. With Maggie, it's just, let's just get to hunter safety, hunter's education. I'm going to say hunter safety a thousand times. Oh, yeah. It's hard um, for me still. Let's just get her through it and get over with. You know, with Leanna, um, I want to take her hunting really bad, but, you know, she's into her teenage years now, and, and you know how it is. It, you got to, you know... So I may take her hunting, and she may just be like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, or she may just be like, meh. You know, Russell, I probably could have done the, the mentor to youth with him because I took him through Hunter's education. We sat through the course. Um, he did great on the course. He actually passed it with 100% and got entered into the, um, the mm-hmm. cow draw. Yeah. Um, but then he drew a tag and null and void. So w- whatever, he still got to go. he still got to go hunting. But – um, he hunted one year, got a cow elk. He shot a cow elk at 150 yards, the open site 30-30, his first hunt, first shot. That's awesome. And then was done hunting. Really? Just done. Just, that Just was done. it. That was it. Just, it wasn't his thing. Got his fill. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. It kind of has your place. Got to kind of know your kid. Yeah. Gauge them. Um, go from there. What um, what is Hunter's Education doing to bring people in? You know, I, like I said, Jennifer Morgan and the girls at Hunter Education Office, they, they really do a good job organizing the program. As far as getting people there, you know, I know they set up at the State Fair, you know, Game mm-hmm. and Fish, they have a big presence at the State Fair. Um, they also do... <laughs> This name is slipping my mind. It's a big, uh, it's it's a big outdoor expo they hold. Kyle, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kyle. What is the outdoor expo they hold up at Albuquerque? Um, but uh, they it, 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 they have all kinds of setups. They have a rock climbing wall. Mm-hmm. They have a fishing pond that they do there. Um, they do some live shooting. They do some archery. Uh, all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. And it's it's held there at Expo. I, it, I think it's Expo New Mexico, or is it at the range? But um, it's a big deal, and and um, I went to I went to one probably ten years ago, um, and uh, and it was neat. But um, you know they, and then of course you know through the website and things like that, yeah. you know they push it there. Other than that, I really don't know what avenue they could really do yeah. to do more. They seem to have a much more. Um, social media presence nowadays yeah. than they used to. Yep. Um, and that's pretty recent. Um, they have that other expo in Cruces too, the outdoor expo at the convention center down there in Cruces. <clears throat> we went to that last year, okay. but just, we didn't know about it. We just happened to be in town and saw it. And we're like, hey, I didn't even realize they had one down there. Um, so yeah, we went and checked that out. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, they, it was small, you know, it only took you about 15 minutes to go through it. Um, but I imagine over the years, if people go, it'll get bigger. Um, you know, and they had they had the archery shooting um, 
and some some other athletic courses and, and okay. stuff like that. It was pretty cool and a lot of booths and then the 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 shooting ranges and stuff like that. The Department of Game and Fish was down there, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, and Kyle just chimed in. Yeah, that is called Expo New Mexico. There you go. Thanks, up, Kyle. Up in Albuquerque. So. <laughs> I knew it would be handy to have him at least <laughs> tuning in. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's about all the questions I have for you. Um, tell us, go, go ahead and tell us the best way to, to, um, if you want to enroll your child or as an adult enroll into to the course, what, what do they need to do? Um, you know, so the, the, the thing to do now, everything used to, when we first started out, it was by word of mouth, basically. Uh-huh. And you just find the instructor. We had posters we would hang up at the school, et cetera, and uh, at the co-op and, and say, you know, Hunter Education Course, call this number to right. register, and that's how it was done. Now, in the technical age, everything's done online. So the way to register a student, uh, adult or child, for Hunter Education Course, they need to get to the department's game, the, go to www.nmdgf.com, I believe is what it is. Um, but anyway, just do a search for Game Fish New Mexico, and it'll bring the Game and Fish page up. And uh, you'll need to create a CIN number, the customer mm-hmm. identification number. And that there was a lot. Of, there's always a lot of confusion on this still, because adults are putting in their information to register their kid, and it, it's the actual student's information. Even if they're seven years old going through the course, yeah. you create them their own CIN number, and uh, it asks it asks. Uh, everything oh and kaylee my daughter she just chimed in the website is wildlife.state.nm.us so wildlife.state.nm.us <laughs> she's babysitting babies tonight there you go uh, but uh yeah so you you have to create your customer identification number and then you go to the click on the hunter education link off on the left and you can search for courses now, this time, obviously, this time of year, like she said, there's one course fixing to go, but you, it's too late to register for it. They generally, generally post the courses about one month in advance. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the end of the year, if you go to Otero County, you'll probably see our end of January course listed. And then at the end of January, you'll see our February course listed. At the end of February, you'll see our March course, course listed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you just click on there and then go county by county whichever county you live in and uh if that class works for you click on register for this class and it's pretty automatic nice so very nice um and that's all i got let's see Kyle, you got anything else <clears throat> <laughs> i like having him over there I'd, re- I'd prefer him to be here but hey and levi moore just chimed in up uh, in the four corners i was up there yesterday buddy um, another good thing for youth to be involved in hunting, uh, well, not necessarily hunting, but shooting and learning safe skills mm-hmm. is the 4-H shooting sports program. Yes. And I have lots of students come through my class just because they're in 4-H yeah, doing the you, shooting you sports. Have to, you have to have had hunter's education, education to, to do. be a shooter in 4-H. Yep. And that's, that's, that's good. Yep. Uh, and that's organizations helping organizations right there. That's, yeah. that's a good deal. Yeah. And we actually, we two years ago, we were going to do a class up in Tucumcari for their 4-H club because mm-hmm. there was no instructor in Tucumcari. 
So we had agreed to go up there, but it never ended up panning out because they were able to bring an instructor in from Albuquerque or Santa Rosa. Um, so we didn't have to make that long trip. But, uh, but uh, yeah, the 4-H shooting sports, great program. Uh, one of my stepsons, Justin, he, he was very active in shooting sports and, and everything. But, uh, yeah, definitely a great program. Yeah, Any, anything outdoors, you know, it's get your kids outside. That's where they're going to grow. Yeah, the get, them, get, them, get them out from – you know, in front of these phones and these computers and these iPads and, mm-hmm. and these games, you know, sure, there's a time and place for it. But, man, I see I, – that's all I see anymore. You know, it's just every yeah. everything is about something in your hand and, and it's, you know, not a gun. It's not a fishing pole. That's what it needs to be, right. you know. Right. I agree. Or a tent steak. Uh, <laughs> yeah. roasting, roasting marshmallows yeah. over a campfire. Something. Something. Anything outside. Yep. I agree. Um I, I, w- I went over it at the beginning of the podcast, and I want to go over it again uh, for those that might have missed it. Um, we we were uh, fortunate enough to be um, granted uh, a Barbary hunt to give away. Uh, so Not a Grande Outdoors is going to be giving away a three-day Barbary hunt in Unit 32. Um, it is not a hunt-it-forward deal. Anybody is eligible for this. Uh, I know that one of our big deals is hunt it forward, and in hunt it forward, we want somebody that has never been hunting. But for this Barbary hunt, everybody is eligible as long as you um, can legally hunt in New Mexico. Uh, you're good to go. Um, but we have this Barbary hunt. It's it's at the end of January. Uh, again, I believe the dates are the 25th, 6th, and 7th. Might be 6th, 7th, and 8th, but whatever that weekend is, um, uh we're going to be doing some Barbary hunting. So we're going to give you um, an opportunity to get your name in the hat three times. So to get your name in the hat for the drawing once, what we want you to do, is, and we're going to post this, we'll post it either later tonight or tomorrow sometime. We'll, we'll, we'll put a post on Instagram and Facebook uh, about this Barbary hunt giveaway. We're going to want you to go to that post and we're going to want you to tag three people. That's what I said, right? Yep. Yep. Tag three people. Share the post. Um, and if you do that, you're going to get your name in the hat one time. If you want the opportunity to have your name in the hat two more times, then what we, what you're going to do for the for the extra two times is whatever uh, podcast listening app you're listening on, go to... Um, our page, the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast page on your podcast listening app, Apple, Stitcher, whatever it is, uh, rate our podcast, whatever you think we're worthy of, and leave a review. Inside the review, you've got to leave either your Facebook handle or your Instagram handle so we know who it is. If you do that, then you're going to get two more entries in the hat. You put your name in the hat three times total. If you do those two things, um, we'll, when, when we put the post out, we will, we will have some more information on when we're going to do the drawing. We'll do the draw, drawing live sometime um, in the not-too-distant future. Um, but we want to give everybody an opportunity to go through and get entered in this. Uh, it's going to be uh, a pretty good deal, uh, a chance to go hunt Barbary sheep here in New Mexico. So 
um, look for that. It'll be up either tonight or tomorrow. I'll, I'll have that up on Instagram and Facebook. Um, that's about all I got, man. All right. We got one last question. What do we got? Jerry was asking if there were going to be any camps in the Alamogordo or Rio Doso area in the coming years or just classes. Uh, that's a good question, Jerry. I don't know exactly how they go about scheduling the camps. The one they had last year was at Sacramento, I believe, um, and uh, I, I guess it depends on, you know, volunteers if they can get get people there to, yeah. you know, to be able to put it on. So um, right right now, I know that if you go if you go to the Department of Game and Fish website um, and you go to Education uh, and click on Camps, I believe is what it's called. Um, there's one camp listed and it states that it's full. Okay. So that's that's what I've seen on the Department of Game and Fish website right now. Um and I believe it was at an all female camp. Uh Okay. I do recall yeah. seeing the and, email and on that one. So in, in in preparing for this podcast and looking stuff up, I saw that just a couple of days ago. So so as far as I know, right now the only camp that they have listed is full. So I would just periodically check the website um for camps. Um Hopefully, me and Kyle, you know, we, we've talked about doing some skills camps. Um, and, and you know what? Just, just to you listeners out there, if that's something that you're interested in doing, if it's something that you'd be interested in, in partaking in, let us know. Um, because one way to get a, a fire lit under me and Kyle to get some camps put together would be to know that people are interested in going to them. Um, so, it, so if you are interested in that, uh, you know, let us know. Um, we're on Facebook, Not a Grande Outdoors. Um, Instagram, Not a Grande Outdoors. Same thing. We have a website, um, Not a Grande Outdoors dot com, uh, and we have we have Twitter, but I very seldom look at that. So don't don't tweet me. Uh, <laughs> you, you you can tweet me, but you have better luck going to Instagram or Facebook. But let us know if you're interested in some skills camps. Um, it wouldn't be. At, at this point, it wouldn't be a um, hunter's education qualifying camp yet. Um, but you know, if we had enough interest, you know, we could we could definitely get some stuff like that put together. You know, that's we're all about education. Um, whether you're new, old, young, we don't care. Um, all about it. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool, Matt. Thank you for, for joining. I know that we've been a while trying to get this put together. Yes, sir. Um, but I want to thank you for coming down. Um, we were supposed to do this at the co-op tonight, but we had a little bit of a snowstorm. That, a lot of bit of a snowstorm. That, I hope uh, Highway 82 is open. I haven't heard right. yet. I'm not sure. <laughs> I might have kind of boogered you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Hopefully it's open by now. Right. Um, but glad, glad we were able to get together. Um, a lot of good information. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to – Download this and, and, and post the podcast. Thank all of you for joining us live, uh, all of you that, that chimed in. Good and, questions. Uh, we'll see you again. Let me see. I think next week's Thanksgiving. Uh, we're taking the week off, so there will not be a podcast next week. Sorry, guys. Um, we'll be back the following week. Uh, after Thanksgiving, we'll be, we will be back on, so we should have one the following Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Um, and then after that, it's going to get pretty crazy. There's no telling what we'll have and when we'll have it because we're going to have a lot of hunts. Um, 
there there will be podcasts. There will be a lot of them because we're going to be doing a lot of hunts, Maggie's hunt or hunt forward hunt, um, and then roll into Christmas. And then after Christmas, man, we're going to be doing some trapping uh, down in Texas. We're going to be doing some Barbary hunts. Um, we're going to have the Barbary hunt. The, the that That's going to be one thing that's going to be included with the Barbary hunt giveaway. Um, we're going to, you're going to do a podcast with us. That's just going to be a requirement. So <laughs> let it be known. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll shoot some cool videos and stuff while we're doing the hunt, uh, do a podcast while we're doing the hunt. And then me and Kyle have a Barbary hunt, um, coming up after that. Um, so lots of cool stuff coming. So thanks for joining and we'll see you next time. Adios. See ya. Thanks for joining Nada Grande Outdoors Podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.nadagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.